Blog Talk Radio. I have Dr. Jill Yee, who's a certified holistic life coach, among other things. She's going to be joining us today. And um, I wanted to make the announcement that um, we did get a call earlier. I hope that you do call back in. If you'd like to call in and speak with either Jill or myself, um, the number to call would be 347 347- Six seven seven one zero three six. We did get a call earlier, so I'm, I'm asking that person to call back in a little bit once we talk about a little bit about what Jill is, and we're going to give out her website. And also, there is a chat room that is open. If you'd like to go into the chat room, the chat room is open, although you do have to create an account. And again, the call-in number is 347 347- Six seven seven one zero three six, and the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and on Blog Talk Radio, Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, afterwards. And this is Holly Steffi, and let me bring Dr. Jill Lee into the studio, and we will start this amazing show. Jill, are you there? I am. How are you today, Holly? <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, that Thank was you. great. We had we already had a caller. We were doing like a little pre-show sound check thing, and we had a caller call in already. So um, whoever that was, I think his name was Charlie. 
Charlie, call back in. Um, um, Jill, uh, Dr. Jill, I'm going to call you Dr. Jill because you've done a lot to get that title. I know it's just so much for a lot of people. And they work so hard, and you're entitled to have that. So I am going to address you as Dr. Jill E. Oh, <laughs> no, it's awesome. So, Jill, um, Dr. Jill, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about what you do, and then we can give your websites out because you have an awesome blog that um, – you post on, and I think it's great. We can give those websites out for anyone listening in the chat room. Um, if you miss the beginning of the show or want to listen to the show again afterwards, it will be available on iTunes. And I do see that we do have some people in the chat room, so I'm going to go ahead and post the link to your website as well. So go ahead and oh, introduce yourself. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Well, I'm very happy to be here today. Um, as you know, my name is Dr. Jolie, and I am a holistic life coach, um, meaning that my practice is based on mind, body, soul, and spirit. It's the whole package. And um, wherever that means that we go beyond what we know, beyond what we see, beyond what is right in front of us. Um, they are, we go beyond our basic thought process and beyond our limited beliefs in spite of. And what I do is um, I help people identify and clarify their needs and desires, and we work together to expand your personal awareness in all areas of your life and relationships so you have a well-balanced life with complete harmony and clarity, which is the key to to everything. And we, what I do is I help people with new thinking patterns and we create new strategies that will help them achieve the goals that they want to and learn how to navigate around any kind of obstacles that may be getting in their way of achieving or holding them back from achieving their goals or desires or anything that they want to do, whether it's life-changing um, in their personal life or their business, anything pertains to anything. Um, so that's so, great. Yeah. It's so and important it's, it's, to be able to have a sounding board, you know. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's about achieving self-completeness, feeling good mm-hmm. about your choices, having clarity, being able to see a clear path where you're going so you can move forward in your life with that balance and harmony. Now, you will work with individuals as well as um, as people that are dealing with, um, you know, challenges such as family loss, divorce, or drug and alcohol problems. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about that? What um, Somebody get in touch with you, and um, through the website, I've Posted that into the chat room. If anybody wants to get in touch with her, it's lifecoachwithheart.com, and um, that's a really good place to start. Um, and then you do these little um, you do little blog entries, which are really cool. Which really caught my eye that one day when you did the uh, blog on um, about forgiving. 
meaning not forgiving, but not forgetting, but always, you know, keeping that, but that does, you know, either you let it go or, you know, that just really struck me because I can identify with that because I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people have situations in their life that, you know, they're going to have to forgive and, you know, move on or whatever. But um, what seems to be like your most common thing that you run into with a lot of people? um, I want to talk about your certification in crystal therapy and crystal healing because I want to make that um, under people understand that. And you're also an ordained reverend, which is very, very interesting. So um, I'd like to cover that too. Yeah, well, it's it, it, what it has done is allowed me to work um, with people in all aspects of their life. So being an mm-hmm. ordained reverend, I'm able to deal with people who are experiencing loss, people who are caregivers to those that um, maybe have loved ones that are experiencing challenges or um, parents with children who have special needs, um, spouses who have uh, uh, Alzheimer's, uh, you know, any kind of caregiving. And so as an ordained reverend, that takes me into a little bit more of a, a different path, a little bit more compassion, a little softer side. Um, when you're working as a life coach, you're really bringing out what is already inside that person. They hold the answers. They're just not aware of it, and so it's bringing awareness to what they already know, kind of drawing it Mm -hmm. out of them. So they gain that clarity through recognizing what these obstacles are. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important as what you're doing with supporting the caregivers. Uh, I I mean, I can only imagine, I mean, I, I personally went through it where I had you know, caregivers taking care of someone that, you know, is in hospice or, um, you know, and and that person needs, you don't think about the caregiver. You think more about the person that's getting, that needs the help from the caregiver. The caregiver needs the um, tools to be able to um, understand too. And that's what you do. Yeah. And I think that's really important because you said that that was, something that you are doing which I think is awesome you know it's important they need they need they have a voice that needs to be heard they have emotions that need to be expressed and they can't do it with the person that they're taking care of for a variety of reasons and those emotions and those feelings are bottled up inside and they're real and mm-hmm. they only fester as time goes on if they're not exposed and and talked about. So it's it's really important that they're able to open up and let those emotions go and and instead of keeping them bottled up inside and just trying to be strong and saving face for the person that they're caring for. So that's sure, very no, important. absolutely. Oh yeah, totally. I get that. Um what brought you what what made you realize that this is what your life was really calling your calling to in your inside that this is what you needed to do to the world. And I know that you're, I want to talk about your, what you're currently working on too, which is a book. And, uh, 
But how how did um, you know that this is what you wanted to do? Well, I've I've been a business owner for over 40 years. And Mm -hmm. in my business, I always had an open-door policy. And people were always coming into my office, sitting down. And I dealt with people from all over the world, um, hundreds and hundreds of employees, you know, through the years. And they all seemed to have different kinds of issues or challenges or family situations that needed to be addressed. And almost on a daily basis, I found them at my desk when I walked into the office in the morning. Wow. So mm. that was that was just the path that I took and decided to um, become a certified life coach. And one thing led to the next. Um, got my doctorate in, as a um, doctor of philosophy and at the same time became an ordained reverend. And... Um, that my passion is working with people, helping them gain that clarity in their life so they can live their best life. There's so much out there for everybody, and they're so often restricted by what may be clouded or what they may have created in their minds um, unconsciously, not necessarily deliberate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of self-sabotage ourselves, I think, a lot of times, and we don't really realize it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I've seen a lot of that. Um, could you touch on your certification of crystal therapy and the crystal healing, what that's about? Because that's something that maybe some of our listeners might not know about. I do. Um, I um, During my uh, course through uh, metaphysics, Uh, They did touch on uh, crystal, and so I decided to, I was actually asked to write a course for the school on crystals and gemstones, so I decided to um, expand my um, knowledge into that area. So I took a course in crystal healing and got my certificate, and um, also crystal therapy took uh, an additional course and got my certificate in that. And that's working with crystals and gemstones. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, so I incorporate a little bit of that into my practice. It's not something that everybody, it's not for everybody. Not everybody right. believes in that. Not everybody, you know, can relate to that. So it's there and it's available for those you know, who feel they want that as part of their uh, coaching practice when um, during our sessions. Oh, sure. And I, I personally, I believe in it. I have crystals. I clean them. I recharge them in the sun. I, I wear a lot of rose quartz just for the healing properties. And uh, then, you know, um, if you're really interested in learning more about different gemstones and crystals, you can... You can look it up and see which ones are protective crystals and and what they're u- how to use them for yourself and stuff like that you, as far as for healing and can. stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Can, but the the basis for that is really based mm-hmm. on your own personal belief because something mm-hmm. can you need to be able to relate to those. Someone can write in a book and say that this particular crystal is designated for this particular healing. But if you don't have that connection and that vibration towards that crystal and vice versa, it's not going to work for that. 
So Mm -hmm. based on your personal beliefs, you can take those crystals, any crystal, and generate your through your vibrations what you want it to be and designate that particular stone or crystal for what you feel works best for you. Mhm. You mentioned vibra- vibration. So, you know, I'm a I'm a true believer in vibrational therapy and I believe that we all are, are at different vibrational levels in our life and um you know, I think that we I mean, me personally, on a personal basis, just from what I've experienced in my own life and from being around other people, have had the privilege of being able to actually see some of that and, and see the outcome of it. And and a lot of it's really beautiful, and a, and a lot of it's very painful. I mean, there is a lot of pain that goes through, I think, healing and and, and learning and coming to terms with maybe some of the things that you touched on with ourselves. Um, well, would you, it's exposure. Yeah, 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 definitely. And, you know, a lot of people aren't really comfortable with that. So right. what would you well, recommend so, for people? I'm a journaler. I like to journal and I like to write. And um, I'm a very, I'm a very um, visual visual person too. images are really important to me as well as writing so what likely like if a client were or a, you know a person were to call you up and want to talk with you what's the process what what do you do well i have a series of of um general questions that i would ask them you know based on what their needs are because um, my clients just are diversified. Uh, their situations are, di- are diversified. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many different life situations from personal to business and, and then some that, you know, it just depends on the direction they want to go. I will ask them, you know, specific questions and not lead them, but it's bringing awareness and it's the most important thing is making them acknowledge what their issue is or their obstacle or their situation. And it's kind of making them feel a little bit vulnerable, which is a very difficult thing at times. But that's the only way you can heal is when you get, you've got to get to the root of what is bothering you, the root of the situation, the root of what's hurting or where the stem of the situation or whatever's going on inside. Um, and then, only then, once it's addressed and it's acknowledged, can you start working through and figuring out situations to heal or to mm-hmm. pass or to shift. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Oh, totally. I, I I get that. I totally get that because I've, I've been there, and I, I've, I, I think that we go. I, I mean, I learn every day. I'm, I'm going through it every day of my life. I mean, but for the norm person that may not have tuned into having a holistic life coach or a mentor, or they're not in program, or meaning in a program that helps them if they're, if it's a drug or alcohol related, or, um, you know, talking to a counselor if they're clinically depressed or even just depressed or, you know, needing, you know, help. 
there's so much out there right now. Um, there's a fine line, I think, between a lot of stuff, too, when you need to get, you know, um, medical type of um, help help that way because there are some people out there that really are at that point where they feel like they're just at such a such a loss. So I'm like really feeling, you know, a lot for a lot, a lot of those people that if they get to that point, I, I definitely feel like you need to call a suicide hotline if you're at that point. But, um, Oh, absolutely. Having, and there, I'm sorry. Yeah. Ben. No, 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 no. Go, go, go. This is your show. There is, there's a very, there is a very, um, uh, fine line to where there's a point where there are those that do need medical help and, I am not a medical doctor, so mm-hmm. I will refer if I feel that a client needs more than I am able to help them with, That they and I will refer them to a medical physician. Um, but mm-hmm. they have to be able to recognize, they have to say, I have a problem or I have a concern and reach out. And they can do that by reading. I, I have on my Facebook page, I post every single day a some kind of an inspirational post. And the mm-hmm. feedback I get is, oh, gee, I really needed to, I needed to hear that today. People don't maybe realize it until they see it in writing, until they read it, until they hear the words from someone else. They begin to, they begin to relate and they say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I get that. And then they can start It clicks with them, yeah. It, it does. With it resonates. They, they can... They can re- relate to it. Yeah, I've 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 seen that. Yeah, it's like that when you put that post up, I really really realized because there were there are certain things in my life where you want to forgive, but but how how do you forget? You know, so I understand that. Yeah, I'm I'm also. You mentioned about you know that you like to journal things. I'm a big advocate for writing things down because when you write something down and you read it, and I don't know if any of my clients or followers are listening, they know I'm a big advocate of that. When it's on paper and you read it and it's in front of you, it somehow becomes real. Mm-hmm. And you're able, and you could, you might not like it right away. You might put it aside, but you can come back to it and look at it and begin to address and acknowledge what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think I think that that there is really powerful. Words are really powerful, and you know, I have this um, thing that I do. I have unsent letters. Like there's people that maybe I want to say something to, but I know that um, I may, they're not, a, I'm not able to, or maybe they're not going to be receptive to me being able to say that to them. Or maybe they're gone from this world, you know, and they've moved on to the next place. So a lot of times I have unsent letters. I have a box. I put them in. Um, and, uh, you know, that's like my way of a little, that's, some, a tool I use, you know, me personally, like a, a letter I write to somebody or, you know, things I want to say to someone that may be here or not be here. So, well, the, and like that's a, a very powerful tool. Mm-hmm. It is. And um, very often I use that. And I will, uh-huh. have, um, I will have my clients 
um, light a match to that after they've addressed mm-hmm. it, after we've talked about it, and then let it mm-hmm. go. Let those ashes go out into the universe, and that's how you let that go. You exhale mm-hmm. that and get rid of that, release it out of your life so it doesn't burden your inner self anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, um, you know, I think for a lot of people, they don't, they need the tools. And now that we're becoming so much more aware and there's so much, we're becoming as a society more aware that there is other things out there besides just a fair, like a psychiatrist or a, a psychologist or a social worker or whatever. There are people like yourself that are out there that are willing and wanting to help people and talk to them. And uh, um, now if somebody wanted to reach you, the best way to reach you would be through your website? They can reach me through my website. Um, They can email me, um, which is uh, my email address is on my website. It's uh, jill at lifecoachwithart. They can communicate with me through private message on Facebook. Um, it's, uh, they can send me a message. I respond to everyone who sends me an email or uh, communication. I, I really believe that if I see somebody reaching out, I'm there. Um, if it's no more than a, a simple conversation, sometimes someone might just need something clarified and so that's either way they can reach me my phone number is listed on my website so um, mm-hmm. they can reach me okay and I wanted to say again um our we did have a caller at the beginning when you and I were doing our sound check if you're out there listening if you'd like to call in the number is 347 6771036 and if you missed the beginning of the show the show will be available afterwards on iTunes and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio. And to everyone in the chat room, I want to say hello. And uh, I did post the link in there for you guys. We do have quite a few people listening live. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, do you do couples um, he, um, you know, uh, coaching or do you ma- mainly work just one-on-one? I will work with those that need help. If it's a family, if it's individuals, I will work with um, mm-hmm. anyone who needs who needs help. Mm-hmm. So I don't okay. need myself. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, how did you how did you get into starting to help the caregivers? Because I think that's really an interesting thing. Because I haven't really heard too, about too many people that really are out there helping caregivers, which I think is really important because I know it's very exhausting and very mentally fatigued um, for the person. And, you know, you take on so much. And I have um, come across so many people through being um, in business watching um, caregivers, whether it's family members or, you know, clients, um, dealing with uh, a spouse that's had cancer for 10 years and had to deal with taking care of them. And the stress that it puts on them is unbelievable. Um, parents who have children with special needs, um, that it's a full-time job. It's not easy. And I've watched these parents 
um, teachers and nurses and doctors that care for these patients. They have to, as human beings, take home some of that, um, uh, those feelings and have, as they have compassion for their, their patients or the person that they're, they're taking care of, it has to be building inside of them. What is their release? Who do they talk to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's amazing that you know. You know, people don't want to hear it. They, you know, they mm-hmm. they may have another family member and say, you know, I, I, they can listen to so much. They need to get help so they can continue to continue to help the person that they're helping, but also so they have a somewhat of a complete life as well, and they can move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's super important, I think, um, you know, because I know just from experience in my own life, again, you know, um, dealing with somebody that's terminally ill or ill or a friend that is sick, it's not easy because, the person, I mean, I think a lot of anger come, uh, anger issues come out because you feel so frustrated you can't help that person. So you have to really deal with it um, instead of internalizing it. Because I think if we internalize a lot of stuff, it makes us sick, you know. It does. And, and uh, it, it festers, and, and then you begin to have physical ailments. So mm-hmm. um, the, mind, the mind is the very potent and your beliefs are very potent, and when you have a mindset and those stuck inside of you and no place to go, you start having physical ailments. You start having mm-hmm. tension and, and headaches and backaches and you're tired, and one thing leads to the next. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've seen that. I've seen that a lot um, with a lot of different people. Um, and then you have to you have to have time. Sometimes you have to set healthy boundaries to be able to make time for your own self too. Because I think that uh, very important. It's important to make time just to reconnect with yourself. Um, my whole thing is I always felt for a lot of people that didn't really have an outlet or really have an emotional outlet as with music or art or photography or whatever they may do, baking, um, that a lot of times they internalize it and it comes out, you know, in a very ugly way sometimes with a lot of people. Um, so yeah, because they, how, do you, how do you help people manage that? They have to find outlets. They have to find, they have to make me time. That is, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to find a way to reward themselves if they've completed a task or achievement or just set aside me time, even if it's for, you know, a short period of time, if it's once a week, um, if it's a manicure for a woman or, you know, a golf game for a man or wh- whatever, you know, whatever activity is just for them where they can kind of quiet the chatter, the everyday chatter that goes on in their mind, it is crucial. And even during the day, if you're, you know, we live in a hustle-bustle world and we're busy and we're multitasking, how do you not become overwhelmed? How do you not forget? Take a few moments and you find some silence or stillness 
could be no more than two or three minutes and just have quiet. And what that does is will re-energize your mind. It recharges your brain. Take a step outside. Clear your lungs. Get some fresh air inside. And then go back to what you're doing. But it's so mm-hmm. important to take that time for you. That's being it's part of mindfulness. Yeah, I think that that's important, you know, having that time and, and, and recognizing it. Um, what about, um, what tools are you, how often How often are you, I mean, I'm sure each person's individual, and it's different with each person, but what would you recommend when somebody starts working with you as a life coach um, and you're helping them, how often are, do the, Um, you know, the interactions between yourself and the client or the client go? Okay, well, my my practice is a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, I like to suggest that they commit to a 90-day period so we can work Mm -hmm. through whatever, and then I start weaning them off of me, so to speak, because my goal is to help people become independent, stand on their own, be self-reliant, be... um, uh, self-complete. So I might, after each session, what I do is I send a summary so my clients can kind of track their progress. Um, they can look back. You know, sometimes we get frustrated because we don't see how much progress we've made or how how our lives have changed. But I go back and I'll say to a client, go back to, you know, uh, when we first started, and read the questions, and did you achieve these goals, and where are you headed, and always setting new goals. So I think that that's really important. Some uh, some people are able to do a 90-day program. Some people, um, after the 90 days, will switch to maybe every other week, or you know, mm-hmm. every three weeks, or once a month. So there's a touch base. Um, I keep in touch with my clients. I have that open communication. They know that they can reach out to me. It's not, um, here's your session and I'm done with you till next week. They know that they can email me or call me if there's, you know, a, a, they need clarification or there's or something Or if something happens. I mean, there yeah. is no timeline they... to it. Like, it's like I know just something could happen, like, in an hour after you've had a session with someone that may have set them off, they really need to talk about it. Exactly. You you make yourself available. Yeah. I make myself available. And my clients know that, whether it's through a phone call or a text message or an email, I'm really very aware of and in tune with what's going on with each of my clients. And so it's important Mm -hmm. to keep that open line of communication which gives them a comfort level. Oh, absolutely. A little bit of that, yeah, it takes away a little bit of that fear factor for them, knowing mm-hmm. that someone's got their back, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's Tell me important. about your, your book that you're working on right now. Let's talk My about book, that a little bit. I, I have just finished it, and it is um, actually in publishing right now. Um, and will be released probably in the next third, 60 to 75 days. And mm-hmm. it's called 52 Weeks of Clarity, How to Transcend. 
And so it's, it's there again, transcending to self-reliance. It's 52 weeks uh-huh. of walking you through inspirational lessons and things to think about, things to ponder, things to ask yourself. And at the end of the book, there are 52 places where you can put a date in and refer back to the chapter you read and make your little note. So if you're maybe stuck on a particular topic or situation, you can go back in that book and read, not only read your notes, but go back and read the chapter to help. So it's a help, kind of a self-help book, but very inspirational. Mhm. Yeah, I think, I think that's really cool. How did that come about? How did you decide you wanted to do the book? You know, I I write every day, and um, mm-hmm. the posts that I write it it seems to have reached volumes of people, and so I decided that by putting it in a book, it will it's available for everybody. And there are people who may not want to work with a life coach or they may, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they're shy, maybe they don't realize that they need help. They can they can still get help through reading and becoming aware. So my book is more about making people aware. Mm-hmm. Bringing, you know, things to their See, create an awareness for people. Yeah. Exactly. You know, thing that um in my life and, and dealing with so many people in, you know, out in the world, um, the common thread I found with a lot of people is, you know, they have unresolved issues, obviously, and they're learning how to deal with them in different ways. And I've been around so many different types of cultural, um, spiritual awakenings, as those quotes say, to... Um, you know, really having an epiphany or or being able to tune in and, and something resonates with them and they feel comfortable with it. You know, um, I found, you know, if you feel it's, it's, it's good to have somebody to talk to, definitely, because it's validation. So, it yeah, and and so I think it's really important and if you're fi- if you find yourself in a situation where you really ha- need the you don't have those tools maybe to really you need to step outside of yourself it's it's nice to have someone like your you or you know that's there that can give them the tools to be able to work through those um challenging times um what well, about drug and alcohol problems um have you dealt with uh, um, do you do any drug and alcohol counseling for people? Um, a little bit. I'm not a um, I, I do people who are recovering alcoholics or, or have these issues um, and I always encourage somebody to go into you know uh, support groups. I think it's really mm-hmm. important and then I can work with them um, along that you know, along with the support group. But people who have um, issues with alcohol and drugs, they need to get professional help, and then I can help them navigate through whatever needs to be done to 
make their lives a little bit more complete afterwards because that's a big transition for people once they're off drugs and alcohol. And mm-hmm. it's it's almost like stepping into reality again. And they may feel lost. They don't, you know, that's been their, their crutch or their support for so many years. And they need to go back out into the real world and face real challenges and real obstacles and real life situations. And they have to learn how to love and forgive themselves, which is the biggest thing of all. Mm-hmm. And and just coming from, you know, seeing people, um, you know, meetings are really important, and that's where you transition. If you're in a rehab or you've been in a sober living situation, you know, meetings are so important. And having a really good sponsor with a lot of years um, can work along with you, along with a life coach such as Dr. Jill Lee. Um, you know, I think that's really important is having that support because it's really easy to get sober or to get off, you know, to say that you're doing something, but then there's something that there's that trigger that might, you know, they may act out in a different way. So that's why it's really important, I think, for a lot of people. If they are in a rehab, they're going to get the tools there and the medical the medical help, and then they're going to, you know, do the meetings, 90 meetings in 90 days or whatever, one meeting a day, I think it's important. Like, it's interesting that you mentioned the 90 days with you. Um, so I think that's important for a lot of people to realize. You can, if you're in a situation where you're, you know, going to meetings and you have a really awesome sponsor, which we hope almost everyone does, you can find the right one. Um, with a lot of years, I always say with a lot of years, you know, because I think it's really important. They've been there. They've seen it. They've done it. They can call you on your shit, so to speak. But um, I think it's important you have that to work with a life coach and, and, and then you can transition and be able to become and flourish, you know, become exactly. more of what, you know, you were, what you want to be and what you want to do and set yourself some goals. Um, what about family um, care, give, family, families, like family counseling with um you know, families breaking up or family loss or divorce, stuff like that. Um, Yeah, that's a really important topic because there's so much Mm -hmm. anger and people lose it through communication. They don't know um, how to to communicate properly and so much gets lost in perhaps, you know, the tone of, of what's going on or how they're voicing their opinion and People hold, again, they hold in a lot of anger. And so there's things that need to be addressed. And that's the basic core, I think, of any kind of life coaching is getting to the root and exposing what the core of the problem is and letting these people address and acknowledge what is going on. And once you do that, you can work through it. But you can't work through it if you haven't identified it. Mhm. Yeah, I and think so that, I think that that's what I do. I help them to identify what the issue is. Oh, awesome. Okay. Did you find yourself when you were um in school or growing up always being the one that tried to help people or talk to them? My door was always open and like I said, especially um in my manufacturing business, my people were always sitting at my desk whether it was 
you know, people who I, you know, helped through uh, unexpected pregnancies or uh, the, the father disowns the, the children for, you know, their sexual orientation or, or uh, somebody who needed to go into a drug rehabilitation center. And there were just a multitude of, of situations that needed to be addressed, and they were always at my desk. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, that's, I was the go-to person. Oh, sure. I think I think that's really important because we all know, and, and I find myself in a position also personally just where a lot of people talk to me about things and want to know how I feel. And, and uh, um, I think a lot of times we have to actually experience some of these things that we're able to talk about with people to be able to really understand. And you can't really really understand one person without you know you're not in their place but you can get a feeling and you can you can basically help them which I think is so important what you the work that you're doing um let's talk about the positive side of this and that positive side of this is that we get healthy um and you have some success stories I'm sure to share with us um, I do. There, you know, there. It's about shifting your um, entire, your entire being. It's becoming aware of um, changing your thinking uh, process and patterns, mm-hmm. changing the patterns, so you make good choices. Because all choices have consequences. So if you take a step back and you you make positive choices good choices, the outcomes most often are going to be positive. Um, I have clients that, you know, had horrific living conditions and being able, you know, working with them made them realize that, you know, their whole life could change. You know, their whole world could change just by exposing what was hidden. You know, making real, helping them to realize that they have self-worth and that their life means something and that goes mm-hmm. back to having that self-love Forgiving yeah no i think anything that important. you may have done that's it's that's where it starts mm-hmm. oh absolutely and you know a lot of a lot of times people don't understand what really forgiving themselves means um and it's it's so it's it's basically i i mean me on a personal level i find it self love and you know it's like you have to learn to love yourself before you can actually even give yourself to someone else because if you're not able to be there for yourself then you can't be there for someone else it's it's like that's exactly it's right and very very mean. hard exactly mm-hmm. and we all make mistakes but you can't beat yourself up over it on a daily basis. You can try to right a, you know, a wrong. Um, you can apologize. And it doesn't mean that you have to invite those people into your life whether you've had conflict with. But you, have, you can't carry that grudge and that, that toxic um, emotion mm-hmm. that is festering inside. You have to be able to let it go. So when you address the situation whatever it might be, or the confrontation that you've had with someone, 
you can say, I forgive you. I forgive myself for what I've done. I forgive you what you've done, whichever the situation. And then you move beyond that. That's part of your past. You cannot change anything that's done. You can only move Mm -hmm. forward to make a better life and a better, make better choices. And so when you forgive yourself for what you've done and let it go, that becomes part of your past and it's not relevant in your present or your future other than the lessons you may have learned from the mistakes you made. Mm-hmm. And learning not because to make them again. <laughs> exactly. There's Hopefully, lessons. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's lessons in every situation. Every situation mm-hmm. is presented to us for a reason. It's there to teach us something. So it's becoming aware of what those lessons are. And when you start to look at things as a lesson, what's the lesson here? You ask yourself, what did I learn from this? Then you make better choices moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, the toxicity of, of certain situations also really, I mean, wake people up a lot too. I think that you need to realize when you're in a very toxic situation and you just are starting to kind of go down with the ship, so to speak, you need to remove yourself. When somebody else's life starts affecting yours or something that's around you is starting to affect yours, you need to really, I I mean, you look at it and you kind of learn how to, like you said, what did you learn from that? And then try to move forward with that. But don't take that with you in the future. A lot of people carry a lot of things from the past forward. They do, you know. and because they don't know how it's not been acknowledged and addressed. And until mm-hmm. you do that, you you can't let go of it. And so it stays inside and it festers, and it, and it goes from one relationship to the next, whether it's business or personal. It, it, you carry it with you. And until you let that go um, or until you make the change and you're aware of it, it's going to continue. Mhm. Yeah, I I'm I'm a firm believer of that. I I think that's important. Um so now with someone that really um needs have you participated in any interventions not meaning just with um alcohol and drug issues. Um interventions with maybe people that are um having challenges with, with just basic life skills at this point. With with I'm sorry, with what kind of skills? Life life skills. Like skills just living day to day, learning how to make healthy choices for ourselves. Yeah. Well we set goals. And you set you start by setting goals for yourself. Little goals. Goals that you know you can achieve. So instead of taking big leaps and setting goals that are unrealistic, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. You want to set mm-hmm. yourself up to achieve. And so you take whatever goal that you have, whatever it may be, and you break it down. And that's what I help people do. We break it down into small little goals. And when you achieve something that you've set out to do, that's an amazing feeling, and you start to gain self-worth. 
You start to feel mm-hmm. good about who you are. And you start to have self-confidence. And as time goes on, you expand those goals and you keep moving forward. Oh, absolutely. And that's how, that's how, that's how you work with it. But it's baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. Yeah, I think it's important that we know that there are people out there like yourself that um, if anyone's listening and, again, missed the beginning of the show, please, um, you know, download it, listen to it. Um, and if you'd like to get in touch with Dr. Jilly, her um, website is listed, and I'll give that out to you right now. It's uh, obviously dot, and then it's lifecoachwithheart.com. And uh, Jill, Dr. Jill Lee can be found on Facebook, also on the net. And your information is listed there where they can reach out to you. And I think it's really important. Absolutely. If you're at a place, you know, where you really feel like you are ready to make, take that step to really, you know, have somebody help guide you, there are people out there like Dr. Jill Lee to help you. And, uh, you know, it's also a personal thing, you know, when you find someone, you either feel like you can really resonate with that person and open up with them and talk to them. And a lot of times, maybe not. You just have to move on to finding a different situation. Um, It's like with any, and then I'm going to go back into um, drug and alcohol. It's like if you go to a meeting, you know, certain meetings might resonate with you. And certain meetings um, may not. Um, And that's like just what feels in your comfort zone. And sometimes we have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Exactly. And and expose your vulnerability. You have Mm -hmm. to take a step back sometimes and ask yourself, does this serve, how does this serve my well-being? What am I going to gain from this? situation. If I make this choice, what is the outcome going to be? Is it going to be good for my well-being or not? And when you start to take a step back and pause before making those choices, um, you make better choices in the out, in the outcome. Yeah, the then you run. know you're opening your yourself up. Yeah, absolutely. Um you have children. Um, how do you teach your children to make healthy choices, or are they are they just always bouncing ideas off you? How old are they? Um, my children are all grown, and um, mm-hmm. I actually have four grandchildren, and oh, they're awesome. all very different. But I mm-hmm. I always, um, you know, people are all different, and I have learned. Uh, you never give unsolicited advice to an adult. And that's probably a very difficult thing to do as a mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I find myself doing that. As the older I get, I try to do it a little more subtly. But, mm-hmm. you know, all I can do is lead by example. Um, I set myself to where I shifted my life, I eat healthy, I exercise, I've transformed my life. And so I'm hoping that my children will look and see what I've done and influence them accordingly. 
to make the good choices, mm-hmm. you know, good choices in their life. But they have to learn for themselves. Oh, sure. No, I absolutely, I I, I agree with you on that one. Um, I know personally as a parent myself with my daughter, I know it's, it's very hard because you want to step in there and fix it so much because yeah. you want to, and then, then you become the enabler, you know. So exactly. you just, you know, that's like when you start setting goals for yourself and start realizing and setting healthy boundaries for your family and your kids and stuff. So that's why I think it's really important for people out there to find someone like Dr. Jill Lee. And um, Dr. Jill Lee is able to help people. And you help people. Now, how do you do your sessions? Do you do them in person, over the phone, or what? I do. uh, I will do Skype sessions. I do telephone sessions. um, I do uh, in-person sessions if they're, you know, if they're local. So I have a wife. I have clients from all over the all of the country. So unfortunately, they're not always able to be face to face. Uh, Telephone Mm -hmm. works really, really well. Um, And then they always get that, you know. those additional email summaries and feedback, and there's always that open line of communication. So Mm -hmm. they know I'm there. And then when can we look for your book? Because I'd love to have you back when the book comes out. Oh, thank you. Um, The book will be released. um, It's actually in publishing now and should be released in 60 days. So I will... um, yeah, I'm very excited about it, and I will be um, putting it on Facebook and, of course, on my website. Uh, it'll be available through my website as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like you just want to pick up the phone and be able to call your friends once in a while and talk to people, but sometimes it, it, you need that extra help that really from someone like yourself that that's been there that can give you healthy advice that's outside of the situation that can has experienced things and can look from the outside in um it's all about making healthy decisions and i know that a lot of times that's really a challenge for a lot of people because they don't know what's healthy sometimes Exactly. And all you can do is expose them and show them what's available to them. And ultimately, it's their choice. You know, it's their choice what they, the foods that they eat, uh, whether they decide to exercise or not, uh, whether they, you know, whatever choices they make are basically their choices. Um, They may be influenced by the outside, but when you become mindful, and you pause before you make those choices, your choices tend to be a little bit uh, better choices for your well-being. Oh, absolutely. I want to thank you so much for being here today. I know that that this was was a really important show to me because that one post really, really, really struck me because it was something that I needed to know and needed to hear. And I know that there are certain things that speak to different people. And I know that um, I'm hoping that a few of my friends are listening today um, that that they've benefited from this because there's a lot of, there's a lot of pain that goes along with uh, this, uh, you know, 
getting down to really what how to to manage your life more effectively for yourself. So I'm I'm so grateful that you're able to help them with the pain. We do have a caller finally. I'm hoping this is the person that we weren't able to talk to during sound check. Let me unmute them. Do you feel like taking a call real quick? Oh, of course. Of course. Okay, all right. Let me grab that really quick and let's see if it's a legit call. 201, you're on the air. Who's this? This is Charlie, and that is a legit call. Oh, hi, Charlie. How are you? Welcome to I'm the show. Did you want to speak with Dr. Jill Lee? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Hi, Charlie. You- Hi, Jill. Um, I have been, uh, I don't know if, uh, well, I had gone out to your website, and there was a place where you could actually put a post out there. And uh, I don't know, do you get to read those posts at all? I I read everything. Okay. Well, that was the one that said Methodist for now. And uh, basically, uh, I'm going through a lot of changes. Right, I'm 63 years old. Uh, I've been, I've worked, you know, a number of different places. I've been uh, with a, one of the larger banks in the country right now for about the past eight years. I've been married 37 years. Uh, I've been with wow. the same woman for the past 39 years. And wow. uh, about uh, about eight or nine years ago, um, I guess, I, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm guessing that uh, maybe there were some changes for my, my wife. Uh, and uh, it seemed like no matter what I did, after about 28 years of marriage, no matter what I did was wrong. And uh, my wife was going to see a psychologist so she could get a few things ironed out. And I guess it was about two years we were having problems. My kids would even run down to the garage when they saw me pull in from work and they'd say, it's a bad day, Dad. So I know it wasn't just me. It was there was a lot of problems going on. But uh, my wife had said to me, I ought to join her because I had issues with, with her doctor, uh, a woman by the name of Dr. Robin. And uh, I said, sure, okay, when can we go? And we went for a very early morning meeting because we both worked. So we met the doctor at about 7 o'clock in the morning. We sat down and we started going over things. And the more the doctor spoke to me, uh, the more she started to look more back at my wife and ask her questions, basically asking her to confirm what I was saying, and she, she could. I mean, any answer that the doctor asked, I I answered truthfully. And uh, I don't know. I've got so many different things happening right now. Still, I thought I was coming out of the woods with my wife. I thought, you know, things were getting better. And I don't know if they are. I mean, again, she sometimes she just goes off the deep end. And to tell you the truth, I, everybody's got issues. I I recognize the fact that I have issues, but I try to be. I try to be a good husband, and I try not to get too excited. I try not to overreact to anything. But I'm telling you, it's hard. And then. You know, I'm 63. I'm looking towards retirement. I'm not really looking towards working that much longer. And 
I don't know. I'm just. I'm at my. I'm at my wit's end. To okay. sit there and I, say. I, 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 mm. Okay. So. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, and I did read um, I did read your uh, comments. Um, I didn't see it until yesterday, and I, I didn't repost because I wasn't sure if you were going to call in or not. But um, in, in your post, you mentioned that um, uh, you're not, um, that, you know, your wife sees you uh, differently. Can you, can you elaborate on that? Give me an example. What she, you, you mentioned that you you can't do anything right in your wife's eyes. Can you elaborate? I can't say anything that's right. My opinion is never correct. My wife. Uh, I've been told by many people that my wife is very opinionated, and that might be okay. so. But okay. you know, it, I saw a perfect commercial on TV where it said three plus six equals nine, and so does five plus four. One's not better than the other one. They they still come out with the same answer, but it's right. just like opinions, you know. And right. you know, my my wife, even if six, if she says six plus three, it's definitely not five plus four. And, okay. And I'm sitting there so, saying to myself, you know, I don't know what else to do. I'm. So let me ask you a question. Just if if the result is nine, either way. Does mm-hmm. it really matter? Does it really matter how you get there? Not to me. Okay. So I couldn't you... care for a seven plus two. I really don't care. I will let it go. But my wife is of a Sicilian background, and she always said to me from the time we got married, "It's good to have a fight because it clears the air." I'm I'm non-confrontational. I don't like to fight. I don't want there. I don't think there's any air to clear. Just well, you can communicate. Yeah, you can Just communicate without without fighting. There, Absolutely. You know, it, it's part of being a good listener and really hearing what the other person is saying. Um, also, being very aware of your body language and your tone. Um, someone might take offense to you. Might be saying something, and maybe your tone resonates with her and. Uh, you know, in a different way. So it's really important um, that you're aware of that. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because my parents, who, you know, they're, they're past now, but my, my parents, you know, my, my wife knew my mom and my dad, obviously. Uh, they were the in-laws. And my dad would say things to my mom, and my wife thought it was condescending sometimes. She thought that he didn't speak to her correctly. And now, mind you, I lived with my parents 26 years until I got married. Uh, hmm. I don't I don't hear myself in that the same tone that my dad was, but obviously I have picked it up. And I, I answer her that way, and all of a sudden she blows up at me after 28 years of marriage, and she says, to him, she says you're just like your father. And I know okay. I'm not, but, you know, she's hearing his voice in me. Okay. And, so and it's, she's, it's it, sounds like she's, it sounds like she's trying to make you aware of your tone or how you're speaking to her. And sometimes when you, any of us, when we're trying to get a point across, um, 
our tone really says a lot. You can say something in a very soft um, and kind way. Um, so they'll want to listen to you. So you might want to redirect how you're, how you're addressing the issue without reacting and maybe responding instead of reacting. Um, but it's really that, that you can express um, yourself and your thoughts with a purity and kindness in a way to where she's going to want to listen to what you have to say. And that's going to draw her in and maybe soften it. And that opens up for more dialogue and more discussion without having a battle. And then in the midst, and if there is that, in the, you find yourself in the midst of a battle, then maybe you need to take a time out before you go back and address whatever the situation is. Because if their parties are needed, you can't, you can't communicate effectively. Does that make I sense? Understand. Yeah. I, am, you know, that, I understand that exactly what important. you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Um, seems like it seems like any family member or any friends that hear her start to basically go off on me they come to me and they go what's bothering Sandy and I said said, Mm -hmm. well it must have been the way I I said something and they were like I don't think so and I mean I for the life of me I'm sitting here saying to myself, how can I say things differently? How can and and sometimes I just don't say anything at all because she'll she'll make a statement and she'll look at me and I'll just say, oh okay, because anything else out of my mouth if I don't agree with her is wrong. She may be looking for you to. Um, she may be looking for that dialogue. She may be looking for that communication when she's asking you. So if you you give it to her maybe in a different way, in a softer way, that's not going to – it's going to put her in a position to where she's not going to be able to lash out, so to speak. And if, and if she is, you might suggest that she take a time out and, and maybe, you know, readdress the issue in a little, in a little while, you know, when things are calm and, and you've had time to kind of think about whatever that, that situation is. Yeah. Well, about a month ago, my wife had to have stints put into her uh, arteries around her heart. And it was a very, very touchy time. And she was looking to me for strength. And I was hoping, you know, I hope I provided that. It seemed like I did. And one of my friends said to me, because he was over at the house, he sits in, he goes, well, I guess, I guess she's feeling much better. I said, said, well, yeah, I hope so. He says, he goes, well, just by the way she's talking to you, he says, I, I, I can hear it in her voice that her, her spirit's up. I said, this is, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for, you know. Okay, well, she might, she might be drawing off of you. She may need that support and that tenderness and, and kindness from you. She may be looking for that. And if you aren't aware of, of your tone, 
she may be responding or reacting to that in a negative way. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been trying desperately. But you might want to sit down and, and ask her. You may want to sit down and ask her what is it exactly that that's bothering you. What is it exactly that is troubling you about me? And I'm mm-hmm. like I said, I'm a very big advocate of making lists. Maybe. You each write down your pros and cons, the good things that, you know, write down the things that are troubling and, and address each of them. And this is what I do with my clients when there's couples. You know, you have your, your positive and your negative, and your positive, and each one, positive and negative, have to be addressed. And then you begin to compromise. But until you know what those positive and negatives are, you're going to keep battling one another. Because oh, you yeah. don't know what's agitating her, and she she doesn't. Maybe she's misreading your words. You know what the mm-hmm. sad part here is. The sad part is she's she's the only woman I've ever really loved, and to tell you the truth, after this long of her her painful statements to me and the way she's treated me, I'm not sure if she is anymore. Well, have you have you addressed those issues with her? I have. Only to be... Only... There were words that were said that you can't take back. Mm. Sure, they were well, hurtful, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sounds like... You know, Jill, do you um, want him to call you on afterwards? Maybe the two of you should talk. Yeah, I would be happy to chat with you if you'd like to. Um, I would be happy to chat with you. Um, uh, Do you want to give him your number really quick? Yeah, yeah, that would be fine. Okay. Go ahead and give that. Okay. It's eight one eight 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 five nine six one zero four. Okay. And give me about um about twenty minutes and then I'll I I will set aside some time to chat with you. I appreciate it. That'd be great, Doctor Jill. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you, you know, so my heart, much for calling. Yeah, sorry to, my heart goes sorry to, No, no, no. Don't be sorry. My heart goes out to you. This is Holly the host. Um my heart goes out to you because I can understand what you're going through. It's 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 a painful thing, you know, and I think that Dr. Jill Lee might be able to give you some tools that you can use to help benefit um yourself so you're not so bummed out, you know, cuz you sound yeah. very very upset and I can understand it's hurtful when it comes from someone we love, huh, Jill? It, it yeah. does. And, you know, um, you it's very important that we all tend to matter in matters of the heart, especially your mm-hmm. heart, because your heart matters and your feelings matter. Um, it's not always about the other person. And sometimes there comes a point in our life where we have to make chase, uh, uh Choices and changes that are not always easy, but um, trying to work through them the best that we can is our our first um, option. And like I said, I'd be very happy to start with you. 
um, and give you some suggestions and some tools that might be able to make things a little easier for you. I appreciate That's great. It. And you have the number, right? You got the number. Would you like me to mute you because we're getting ready to close the show? Would you like me to mute you so you can listen to the rest of the show? That'd be great. Thank you. Okay, great. Yeah, and 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 Dr. Jill Lee will be happy to speak with you afterwards. Jill, that's that's really kind of you. And you know, we're ending our show with a really special piece that I um, chose today about the meaning of love. That comes from um, a very dear friend. Um, how perfect way to end the show. So. Um, for anyone that missed the beginning of the show, again, it will be available on iTunes afterwards and also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And I wanted to let everyone know I will be on the air this Friday. Um, it's going to be in a different direction. It's going to be um, with Gene Cornish of the Young Rascals. And uh, that's going to be a pretty cool show. It's a rock and roll show. But, you know, uh, Red Velvet Media is all about really bringing about a spiritual awareness through music, books, um, people such as Dr. Jill Lee, um, you know, uh, bringing about a spiritual awareness to a lot of people because I feel like, you know, we can heal the world through love and kindness. And so that's why I really wanted to have Dr. Jill Lee on the show today. So I want to thank everyone that's been listening and everyone in the chat room. Thank you so much. And I did put the link in there and I want to thank you so much to uh, Jill for being here today and uh, oh, being so being of service to so many people. Yeah, no, and you know it's it's really it's it's really a reality check for a lot of us to realize we're not alone. A lot of us have issues, and you know that's why I try to bring people on that can really help to bring that out and 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 talk about it. Because a lot of us feel very alone, and I do want to say again, if you do feel very, very alone and and feel like you you are desperate and are having thoughts of suicide or anything, please pick up the phone and call the suicide hotline. Otherwise, get into um, some type of therapy, talk to Dr. Jill Lee, get into um, a program, whatever you need to help. Um, if you want to make a change, um, I'm hoping that this show has brought some ideas to you. And, Jill, I wish you the best of luck on your book, and, and I you. definitely want to have you back when that comes up. And with that, we will see Thank everyone very on Friday. And I'm going to end the show with a really special piece today. So um, don't go anywhere, everyone. And uh, be blessed and have a wonderful week, what's left of it. And thank you, Jill. Thank you. Okay. You're so welcome. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time.
Both light and shadow are the dance of love. Love has no cause. It is the astrolabe of God's secrets. Lover and loving are inseparable and timeless. Although I may try to describe love, when I experience it, I am speechless. Although I may try to write about love, I am rendered Helpless. My pen breaks and the paper slips away.